Welcome to the Work Wifey's podcast. We're officially back. We've been in hibernation for the past couple of months, but we are here and happy to be here, Itzo. Yeah, I'm happy to be able to get back on the mic and speak from the heart and say the things that God wants us to say. Yeah, I'm holding my little rose quartz heart as we speak. Oh, I love that. I love that. In my hand. It's like a little fidget thing. Yeah, dude, I have a fidget thing in my hand too. It's just not. It's what? Not why are we why are we twins? <laughs> yeah, Twin. we have so many amazing kind of reflections that we've been marinating on. You know, me and Itza always be reflecting. Yeah. Scorpio season just ended. We'll be highlighting Scorpio season lessons, but First, we just want to get into a little check-in. Yeah, me and Steph are not the kind of friends who take life lightly. <laughs> think we think about life very deeply and intensely, and that came up in Scorpio season. So we'll get into that. Check-in, though, before we get into some of the heavy, murkier stuff. How how are we doing? <laughs> you how know, are we doing? It's, it's like a hectic feels like a hectic day it's the day before thanksgiving there's mm-hmm. things that still need to be bought at the grocery store the year is made. ending it's like oh shit you gotta buy gifts now like once once thanksgiving is over so there's just a lot going on but i'm grateful i'm always grateful for you know, where I'm currently at in the season of life. So that's what I'll leave it at. Thanks for sharing that, Steph. It is a hectic day. It's like, yeah, there's a lot going on. I was at the grocery store this morning for like damn near two hours. Like, I don't recommend it. And I did go to the grocery store yesterday and today was just like things I didn't get last night. But yeah, everybody and their moms and their parents are at the grocery stores getting things done, preparing for some last minute shopping for the Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then so much to say about this time of year. I hope everybody's taking care of themselves, not taking it too serious. How am I doing? I'm doing good. I'm off work this week, kind of. Yay. And that feels good. Like, oh my God, I feel like a little kid on um, like break, you know, I'm getting the same vibes and I haven't gotten those vibes in like a really long time. And I'm like, oh my God, I miss, I miss those breaks, you know, like, you know, you and all your homies have it off. And I'm also really grateful for for the year i've been like really thinking about everything that i've done so far and it hasn't been like oh you know this year i achieved this or that or like my like i don't know traditional milestones Mm -hmm. i think this year i just really focused on having fun and like enjoying my relationships with people and i did that and i'm like wow what a wonderful way to live my life right now Mm -hmm. um so i love that i'm really i'm really grateful for it what a what a time that we're in. You know, we have our little vacation from work. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's it's a reflective period of time where you're wrapping up the year, you're taking into consideration. Oh, I see you with the new mug. I you're taking into consideration all the all the growing pains, all the seasons, all the growth, all the fun moments. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that time of year where you start like building up again and start reflecting and 
so much. Yeah, like so take much. an assessment of of your life so far. Like, you know, what can you do in the next? And I'm when I say you, I'm really talking about myself. Like, what can I do in the next like three weeks, four weeks to like make me feel happy and you know like I'm setting myself up for the quote-unquote new year so yeah all good things also my mug my my boo bought me my mug so shout out to my boo shout out to the boo shout out to the the beautiful mug exactly we're not gonna name my boo but just know I have a boo so all right so we're moving on from the (laughs) check-in that's funny that is so funny funny. (laughs) that is so funny should I just say who my boo is Sure. Um, my boo is Stephanie. She's my boo. She gave it to me for my birthday. Scorpio season dragged the fuck out of me in in ways that I can still not describe. I'm still coming up from the murky waters of Scorpio. Dude, season. same. Like Scorpio season was relentless. As a Scorpio baby, I feel like I didn't get no grace. I was drowned in the murky waters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but somebody was telling me like hey you know like you need to experience darkness in order to feel the light mm-hmm. and to be grateful for the light and I, that's true because now it's Sagittarius season and I'm like yes like bring on the good vibes although Stephanie has <laughs> alternate <Yeah>. feelings <laughs> uh, I mean Scorpio season was just like really fucking hard not in an emotional way that other water seasons are like I feel Mm -hmm. when cancer season comes around and Pisces season I'm like all tears but Scorpio season I don't really remember crying that much I cried like maybe two three times during Scorpio season and it was just pure like darkness and peeling the layers and facing my soul I'm just glad it's Sagittarius season because, you know, fire sign gang out here. I'm trying to do fun shit. So that's what I'm a channel is having fun, booking flights, seeing the world, um, dropping truths. So really channeling that fire energy. But Scorpio season, good riddance because that was a lot. It was so much. And like you said, we'll talk about it. Like that's I think that's the theme for um today's episode um Mm. we're gonna be getting into the weeds of something that i think we were both really like faced with during scorpio season yeah that was unearthed in a very natural way i would say yeah Um, universe is always on time so always always so with that before we jump in me and Steph did want to talk about something that we've both experienced this like recently in the last month, which is like returning to in-person work. Yes. Yes. And how that experience was and kind of like the things that we're still thinking about as people who have been, well, Stephanie, you've been entirely remote for like, since like 2020? Since 2020. Yeah. yeah. So I've been remote for three years. That's wild. Yeah. Never went back to an office until recently where I had to like wake up early at what, 6, 7 a.m. and commute, um, meet my coworkers for the first time, have in-person lunch, sit at Mm -hmm. a desk. I had to go buy clothes Mm -hmm. because a girl hasn't bought professional clothes in a long time. So I had to, you know, put that together and (laughs) it's just a really weird feeling because Mm -hmm. 
there's still like a sentiment of the like pre-pandemic life that like lingers of like dang you know this used to be my life I used to get up this early and go to work and then go to the gym so to kind of go back into that same realm feels a little out of body and it's like feels so forced but I will say that it has its perks you know working from home at the same time I do miss kind of having that schedule because me, me and Ita were talking about this like we'll stay home and not leave for a while like that's kind of yeah. my experience now that I work from home it's like oh I gotta put on clothes and go for a walk and I gotta do this and this and that and it's kind of like an extra chore so yeah. it's weird times we're living in yeah it's like a really I think we're at a point where society is like shifting you know like I saw a commercial the other day I think it was like for ZipRecruiter or something and part of like their like one of their selling points was that somebody found a job on ZipRecruiter that only requires them to be in the office like twice a week and like they were so happy about that Mm -hmm. um and I'm like oh interesting like it's interesting to see it as a marketing point you know like yeah like people are looking at, at at that, especially like parents, I would say, and like maybe people who have like more, um, you would say parents, truthfully. I don't know who else w- wants like, like, I mean, work from home works as a style of like working works for a lot of people, but I feel like I see the benefit the most for parents because, you know, yeah. they got to pick up the kids. They got to, like, mm-hmm. get the kids ready and all that stuff. Yeah, and people don't want to go back into the office. No, it's I'm, been, like, in a... It's been a thing. Yeah, I'm, like, in a half-and-half half place. So, like, I haven't been entirely... I've been remote, like, since 2020, since, like, the pandemic was declared. And then I would go into the office here and there, but it was never, like, a requirement. It was always on, like, my own volition. And now my job isn't requiring it, but they're giving us the option to show up, like, how many ever times a week that you would like. Um, But recently we had, like, our staff retreat, and we had... And they were, like, two days back-to-back. And I had to do the same thing, like commute get ready for commuting like I don't even have a backpack anymore and you know like if you're commuting in the bay like you're most likely taking public transportation of some sort you know and like yeah and you know you got to wear the mask which like of course but it's just like this whole thing you got to plan it out like where you can put your lunch are you gonna have lunch there you can like bring your lunch like it all feels so foreign yeah I'm telling you I didn't I didn't know how to kind of act it was just so weird it was like me either my very first day of school yeah it was like muscle memory a little bit but then like my body knew what it was doing but like my mind was like whoa like what is going on here and then after my retreat of like fully engaging with people two days in a row for about eight hours each day I was really tired and I'm like yeah I love you all but um, yeah. my little brain is exhausted and so is my body, truthfully. Like, I really don't know how we how we lived those lives pre-pandemic. Me like, either. everything was booked. Like, woke booked up at busy. six, ready by seven, on the bus by eight, at work at nine, like an hour lunch, 
And then, you know, we would work with young people. So our schedules were also different. Like there was like you would be commuting in the middle of the day. Yeah. You would have like weekends. I would have programming till like fucking eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I remember, you know, leaving work on a Friday, going out, getting home at 1 a.m. and then showing up the next day to work in the city at 7 a.m. Yes. Who was I? I'm not sure anymore. But the point is, this whole work from home thing, we're transitioning, we're figuring it out. For me, it's it's like my first time going back in the office after three years. For Mm -hmm. some people, you know, they've been adapting to it and they've been doing it for longer than maybe two years or a year and a half. And yeah, yeah, it's just the whole process. Uh, Yeah, we're like not complaining. I think I think we're just like reflecting out loud as to like what it's been like and yeah just give yourself grace while you're like trying to get readjusted because i was about to say that yeah take it easy like bitch it's foreign like it's a foreign concept all over again yeah Um, society is pushing us to be in this same mold that we used to operate in and collectively we're all having revelations that this just doesn't align for us yes anymore. i agree it doesn't like, align I, in our soul and our spirits and our minds to just be go 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 yeah no 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 so i know we'll continue to practice that in our lives yeah you you can't ask me to spread myself as thin as i was before the pandemic because it's not happening a girl was doing the most like too much like girl take a nap like girl go drink water sit down like yeah and we're all about rest as a revolutionary practice here if it's your first time listening to a podcast episode from us Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. we just are to the core Mm anti-capitalist anti-everything and exploitative labor we just don't fuck with work but we understand that we have to like do it to survive but yeah we dream of a world where we don't have to and that's what we continue to dream of and exactly push for. we dream of like community roles where we're contributing to the collective not where we have to wake up every day because our survival depends on it to go exactly. like build up a business that is just maybe also exploiting somebody else so we're gonna go ahead and transition out of this topic we just wanted to like touch on it because we are the work wifeys we did meet at work we stay having reflections about work i think that's all the damn time all the damn time like me and stuff are always talking about it in some way like on memes and shit and with that note uh we want to transition into just something that happened to us during spooky season you know in yeah. light of spooky season me and Itza went to a corn maze and a pumpkin patch. It was a pumpkin patch, yeah. I had never been inside of a corn maze. I thought it would be really fun. Itza had gone before. And we had like some spiritual revelations in this corn maze because at one point when we were in it and we got out, we started to feel really lightheaded. So I don't know where we should start. Like, should we start from when we first entered yeah yeah i think we should start like where we first entered like this corn maze was really big like everybody was saying i think they were like saying it took like 30 minutes to like an hour to get through it it was fucking huge it was like all corn husk and it was like cool and then as soon as we got in like truthfully less than five minutes 
I started feeling like shortness of breath. Steph was feeling claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. We were like, what is happening? It kind of felt like the corn husks were like closing in, you know? And then we just kind of felt this like, well, I felt like this dark energy kind of just like walking with us. And it wasn't like spooky in the sense where like there was people, you know, jumping out and scaring you. Like there was kids around. Yeah, it wasn't that type of corn maze. It wasn't that type of It was supposed to be like a peaceful family fun event. And mind you, little puzzle. Right. And mind you, we went in before the sunset, like the sun was setting. And so on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so once we started actually going through the corn maze, it got dark. And that's the point of the corn maze, right? Where it makes you feel like you're literally not going to escape and the leaves start to kind of crowd you in because you're just not you're seeing the same thing over and over again. So during the corn maze, when it got darker, I did start feeling lightheaded. Yeah, and me too. I, we were we just kept running into dead ends and all this other stuff. And at one point, it wasn't fun. No, it was like, yeah, it was not fun. It was more of like, we looked at each other and we were like, we should probably get out of here, huh? And then we were like, yeah, like, let's get it's the time fuck to out. Go. It's time to go. And we were at that point, we were only in there for like 15 minutes. Or less, actually, because it took us 15 minutes. We were in there for a total of 15 minutes. And we hadn't gotten far, but then we realized that we weren't having fun anymore. And we're like, yeah, let's get out of here. So we, like, backtracked, and we were able to get out. Thankfully, like, that wasn't a hassle. We were following our little instincts. And then afterward, we still felt like, who? Like, I had a brain fog. Like, I felt weirdly exhausted and you know like we both did go out the day before you know like we both had full on like nights and then Mm -hmm. I had work that morning so like I understood why I was tired Mm -hmm. but that feeling was like like my hangover didn't feel like that before you know yeah and I I remember at one point I even thought I lost my phone in your car I didn't even know where my phone was. And I was like, Itzel, can we pull over? Because I can't find my phone. I literally just had it. That's yes. how foggy I was, where I just yes. like randomly misplaced it in her car. And I was looking and looking and looking and I couldn't find it. But there was like this heavy, lethargic energy on both of us. So we were just like, damn, I feel really exhausted after that. And it doesn't help that you know, both of us had gone out separately the night before I was slightly hungover. And it was like, I could still feel the alcohol in my system, like slightly, that just like made everything worse with the corn maze. And then we started looking at like the spiritual kind of meaning behind corn maze, like why corn mazes were even invented, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just it like it's a puzzle, right? So it's like meant to trip out our brains and it's like kind of meant to make people feel dumb, but it just really fucked with our senses. And then we were both like kind of like, yeah, let's go home. After the maze, we didn't even stay at the pumpkin patch. We still had like tickets for yeah, other we, we completely left activities and we were like, let's get the fuck out. And then we want to go get food thinking that that would help. And it kind of did, like, it was enough to, like, get us home because we were also, like, really out the way. Like, 
Yeah, we really went out the way for this corn maze. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half away from Oakland. And we, yeah, we had to get back, obviously. So we ate and that kind of helped and then dropped Stephanie off. And then we like each went home. And then it just wasn't, it just didn't continue to be a fun night for me. I, yeah, like that corn maze really fucked me up, dude. Like I had a really bad like panic attack that night where like it lasted a couple hours my body was having like real ass reactions and you know I've had panic attacks before but not to that level like usually my a panic attack I've had in the past is like my heart is just really racing and my thoughts are racing and Mm -hmm. that's you know two things that I'm like keeping my eye on right and then this panic attack was like my heart, my body temperature, my thoughts, like my knees, like I was sweating, like it was just so intense. And I really believe that the corn maze experience and that panic attack and the alcohol from the night before were all like, they're all related in some way, you know? Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about that, you know, like just how on the topic of like alcohol consumption and just like, you know, feeling like our bodies aren't tolerating it as well as they did when we were younger. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol is being like a spirit and also like being something that dilutes your like your vibration and your right. aura. And also like when you're drunk, you're vulnerable, you're physically vulnerable, right? Like your your senses are impeded. But also you're like spiritually more vulnerable because anytime you consume like a substance, you're always like your energetic defenses are kind of like lower. That part. Yeah. So I really feel like something, there was a dark energy there for sure. Like for sure, for sure. There yep. was a dark energy there. And we there. both felt it. And I remember getting home and you texted me and you were like, hey, are like, how are you feeling? Are you still feeling this way? And I was slightly coming out of it but I think for you it like lingered even more because for Mm. me the in and out we had in and out the food helped me a little bit but I still felt really like foggy lightheaded dizzy low Mm -hmm. energy and I just also want to touch on the whole alcohol part of Mm -hmm. you know more and more my body rejects alcohol these days and that night before we went to the corn maze, I had only had like three drinks. And in the past, three drinks was fine. But even after I went in for like a second drink, I really felt my body rejecting it. And I think alcohol, my relationship with alcohol has changed so much from the years because alcohol actually makes me feel really depressed the next day Mm -hmm. um depending on how much I'm drinking depending on like who I was around like I will have some really like dark thoughts the next day and I will not be like proud of the decisions I made the night before right Mm -hmm. like this was during my undergrad days when I would go out and party and rage all the time but now it's like I don't know I'm just more mindful of my alcohol consumption and that was like one of the first nights in a long time where I actually had even had three drinks and Mm -hmm. all this happened you know Mm -hmm. so I feel Mm -hmm. like that was just another sign from the universe to be like girl stop drinking cut it out yeah 
like chill chill the fuck out right now same like i've been um i had been trying to to cut out alcohol like i've been trying to be sober in that way and it's like hard a little bit just because there's like in my experience every time i've said oh no i'm good like i don't want to drink like there's always more pressure like come on it's just one drink or like come on you don't have to get fucked up and it's like yeah i don't but I also like I don't want it like a drink, you know, like mm-hmm. alcohol. It like yeah, like what you're saying, alcohol in in my body just like it doesn't feel good. It doesn't give me happy feelings, and like maybe I'll get drunk or like feel a little buzz in that moment. But then tomorrow or like you know in, in a couple hours, my body is gonna feel dehydrated. It's gonna feel like anxious. It's gonna like I'm not gonna feel. F- fun and well anymore you know so it's just like it's not worth it yeah it's on that level and then there's also just the health part right like the things that it does to our like our bodies our liver our organs Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's and it 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 runs deeper than myself right it runs like alcohol consumption like i've seen family members drink so much every day and it's like they can't go a day without a beer and I'm like yo you're you're an alcoholic like that's not just you self-caring like there's a deeper root that we need to look at like what are you escaping from what are you what are you feeling dude yeah I think that that is like a larger question that even for myself, I have to really sit with, you know, cause like my vice isn't alcohol. My vice is fucking smoking weed, you know? And when you're yeah. talking about that, I'm like, dude, that ass though. Like what, yeah. like really, what am I escaping mm-hmm. when, when it becomes a habit like that, when it's like an everyday thing, like a daily thing. Exactly. Like you're escaping something, boo. Like you may not want to admit it to yourself, but like, that's what's happening. You know? Yeah. I remember um, the first time smoking after years and I was like, wow, I understand. I fucking love <laughs> weed. Guess what I did the next day? I got hella weed and I got high again. It was like, it was like, um, I like a deep urge. Like I had to do it. I was like, oh my God, I have to do it. I can't, I like, I want that feeling, that same feeling again. Let me feel that. And it was such a high for me. And I had to have a little talk with myself. Cause I was like, you know what, Steph? Just take it easy. It's Um, a sacred plant. It's a sacred plant, but just, just watch out. Cause you can easily just like consume it every day without intention hmm exactly exactly and I think yeah weed is special I don't think weed is alcohol somebody could fight me on that but like I think that weed is special but it is a substance that you know like when it can't be abused it shouldn't be abused so we did want to just talk about that because that actual corn maze experience I think for me unearthed like a lot of things and yeah as we were talking yeah. about crafting this episode we were like you know what are the themes that we want to talk about you know and that we were like oh you know we want to talk about new beginnings like lessons that we've learned we were talking about like our insecurities because like during Scorpio season like Steph said it wasn't emotional like tears were running down our faces and shit 
but it was like you're looking at yourself in the mirror you know like you're really coming to yourself and like it's not the performance that you're putting on for other people every day it's like who you are at your who are core. you yeah who, who are you when you're raw you know yeah and so Steph came up with a really great question that we're going to be answering on the episode and we encourage you all to think about it because it's a fucking real life question <laughs> and the question is, is like do you want to heal or do you want to continue to stay mad and that question came out of our conversations of like what we've been going through during Scorpio season and like coming out of you know And I think speaking for myself, like in that corn maze, I had such a terrible experience and I was like really trying to think about, you know, what, what triggered it? What doors did I open? Like, how did I spiritually and energetically like maybe not fully protect myself or like what energy did I send out that is coming back to me? And I was telling Steph that that day I was like talking mad shit about a certain situation and I was letting it all out to Steph. And I think Steph saw a new side of me that day because I was like really upset. I saw I the real like, Scorpio side. Yeah, you did. You really did. And yeah, and I like shared that with Steph because I felt comfortable, obviously. And then like I like I was talking to Steph and Steph was just listening to me like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know? And then we got out of the car and you were like, and then I was like, you know what? I need to calm down. Like, I don't really... I shouldn't be wishing unwell onto other people. And like, I just need to like bring it back to center, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then I, I thought about that after that whole panic attack situation. And then, and then we were talking about this question and I was like, damn, like, am I, cause it was a situation that's like been in my life for like the last couple of years, you know? And I feel like I haven't moved on from a certain emotion and it obviously I'm not having fun. Like it's not a fun emotion. It doesn't bring me joy. It's, it doesn't have any value other than just like making me an angry bird or like just lowering my vibration. Cause I have like not positive shit to say about the situation, you know? Yeah. So when you asked this question, I was like, dude, I feel, I feel seen. I feel exposed a little bit because I here I say I want to heal, right? Like I'm I'm out loud saying I want to heal, I want to be better. But then as time goes by, like have I really healed from the situation? No, I've actually just stayed mad. I've stayed mad. I've been like damning people's Damn. names and shit and that is not that mm-hmm. is not in line with my higher self. Yeah. So. Yeah, we were having some deep we always have some deep, like, out-of-this-world conversations in the car. But I think it's the same for me where I actively say, I, I want to heal from it. I want to move on. I want to forgive myself or other people and situations. But I'm just kind of, like, staying resentful and staying angry And I had to face myself during Scorpio season and ask, like, do I really want to live a joyful life? Like, do I see that for myself or do I just see myself like 
not healing and cutting people off when they make me angry or wanting to just kind of like run away from situations, right? Or even when facing myself, like I have told Itzel before, like there's some deep self-hate that I have for myself that I have to really like heal from, right? All all like the self-worth, self-esteem, like seeing my own beauty. And mm -hmm. I think for me, it's easier to not heal from it and just stay in that vibration, stay the same. And, and yeah, it's, it's just easier to stay in that way instead of like choosing to be happier, choosing to, mm -hmm. to like move forward, move the fuck on. Um, because I've way. never, because I've never really seen a model of that in life. Right. And I related back to trauma and I related back to family where I would see families stay mad at each other for years, right? Like family would not speak to each other. Um, mm -hmm. We would break ties. And it's like, yeah, well, how do I want to do it differently for myself? And you say you want to level up? Okay, go ahead, bitch. Like, move on. Mm -hmm. Feel the mm -hmm. feelings. Move on. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. you, you say you want to heal. You're out here preaching that to other people. Like, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like, what about you? Yeah. So yeah, those like are all like the deep ass thoughts that I have been actively working towards. Um, I personally have always had like a really hard time with like possessiveness and jealousy. And um, that's like a very deep thing that I have to really, really fucking like pull from the bottom. And it's so ugly to me, right? It's like my darkness, my shadow self. And it's so shameful to talk about it because I'm like, prideful right i have an ego mm -hmm. about it i'm like me mm -hmm. like, I, I don't have to do that like i don't have to right have to face that it's like a yeah i don't have to do that but no, no at one point you have to take responsibility for your life you have to take the active steps to heal and become a better version of you and if not then guess what i'm gonna just stay the same yeah you're gonna stay the same you're gonna continue to learn the same lessons and they're not gonna be fun and like you're living in a state of arrogance. I'm, I was living in a state of arrogance because it's like, I, me, I don't need to work on that. And it's like, no, girl, like you really need to drop this dead weight because that's what it becomes. It's like dead weight. And it's like something that it's like a blemish on your aura, you know, because it's just like things that you're not you're not willing to face and that are continuing to be patterns. And you bring up a really good point because it's like some of this stuff is generational, like some of this stuff is like a generational experience, behavior, like pattern. And it goes back to it being kind of like on us, but beyond us, you know, like it is something that we like, it's part of our purpose or part of the path to clear, you know, but also I feel like why it feels so intense is because it doesn't fully belong to us all the way. At least for me, that's how I feel, you know, yeah. like sometimes that's a great reminder. It feels like, yeah, this is me and this happened to me, but like this sense of betrayal, like that, like the feeling of betrayal, which is what I'm working through is like, like, I feel like it's happened to my family and my ancestors in different ways and I feel like that's why it's like I haven't been able to work through it because it's just like there's layers. <laughs> there's so many layers. There's so that. many layers. Yeah. Yeah.
but yeah, I think that the, like that corn maze, although it wasn't fun, what came out of that was like a reminder of like, you know, not feeling like kind of like an ego check and also just like, like a, like really looking at things into a perspective of being like, are you really walking what you're, are you walking what you're talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like part of being a bad bitch is being able to like walk it like you talk it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. Um, like definitely, definitely like I'm continuing to face my shadow. Yeah. It's easy to be a hater. It's, it's easy so to, easy to stay mad, to soak in the madness and live in that state of anger. And for me, that's all I've ever known. I've mm-hmm. never really given myself the chance to experience anything outside of that, right? Like a joyful, peaceful, happy life, like non-chaos, non-drama, non-self-sabotage. And And so it's just like really fucking hard to be doing this work in our, what, late 20s, mid-20s. It takes a lot of fucking work to face ourselves. And shout out to us because it's not easy to admit that. At all. No, it's not easy to admit it. And there is power in naming it because in the, I feel like in that way, we're calling our power back because in being angry and being resentful and staying in one emotion, like you're giving power to that emotion, you know, and maybe you're giving power to like a positive emotion or like a happy one or a productive one. But like, if there's anything that I learned out of that fucking corn maze is that what goes around comes around and like it may not be in this season it may not be in the next season bitch it might not even be for like a year but like it's gonna come it's gonna come it's gonna circle back you can only ignore things for so long before you really have to confront them and sometimes we may need to confront things more than once you know like mm-hmm. it might not be a one and done battle mm-hmm and like, I, I think my newest question is like, how do we know once we've kind of moved on from that? Like, how do, for me, it's like, how do I know once I have fully not stayed mad anymore? How do you I know? know? I don't know. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. I think I have an idea of like one part of it, you know? I think I'll know that I'm not that mad when like, I can name the situation or like I can know about the people involved without feeling like triggered or (laughs) feeling like I'm ready to swing on someone or like I'm ready to wish unwell onto someone like that for me. I'm ready to jump you outside Walgreens. How about that? Like I'm ready to square up. Dude, I will not even match that because I will take it too far. But um. but yes i feel like i will know that like right now even talking about it right now like my nervous system is more calm than it was when i was having this conversation with you in the car that one day Mm -hmm. like i was so tense like i was just so like rigid and like yeah i was so disconnected from like who i am at my core you know which is like a soft forgiving empathetic joyful person you know and yeah 
I yeah, just got an like, image in my head of like baby cell, like Aww. little cell in kindergarten, just yeah. being like a soft, playful, forgiving, like, hey, do you want half of my PB&J sandwich? And just <laughs> out here living life, playing on the playground, the monkey bars, like that's yes. literally the image that came in my head. Oh, Steph, that is so funny that you saw that. Yeah, like I'm always down to, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that, but yeah, Steph, what about you? When you think about it off bat, how would how will you know that you're you're working towards healing? You're working towards letting it go and not carrying it with you. I feel so tense right now just thinking about it because I'm That's like, fair. oh gosh. Uh I don't know. I, I mean, same. I won't get triggered anymore. Um, when I think about certain situations or people or even like myself in my past, kind of like shame and experiences with uh possessiveness like i just won't have any more shame it'll all be replaced with love and it'll be replaced with like compassion forgiveness joy peace but yeah just like not getting triggered by it which is the biggest thing for me because once i'm triggered my whole nervous system is just like turns the fuck on and i start just my heart starts racing um, I feel like I have to confront things really quickly. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to call someone and just tell mm-hmm. them like what's on my chest. Mm-hmm. And those are like emotions I obviously have to learn how to like regulate. But I'm like, sometimes I just don't like mm-hmm. I just fucking don't. So that's where I'm at. I just have to f- fucking figure it out, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it's not always going to be perfect, you know, and like sometimes this is a lifelong process. And I think what we're trying to talk about here is just like shining light on that part of yourself, on part of your journey. Like the way I see it is like a gentle reminder to like, you know, like be brave enough to like face that for yourself, to like give yourself freedom in that way at least for me like I want to release myself from those fucking shackles of like of that feeling I feel caged in you know and like I think that we deserve to live a life where those feelings are not or those emotions are not like having so much power over our bodies (laughs) yeah like I, I'm calling that power back like give it back to me but yeah we could be doing so much with that energy instead of exactly living in our system and our body like we could be fucking creating we could be cooking a nutritious meal going on a walk like listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast Mm -hmm. baking fucking cookies something instead of just ruminating and in the madness yeah in the chaos yeah yeah in the fucking chaos i saw a tweet that said like you know some people like to say like being kind is free like it doesn't cost a penny to be kind but like also being a hater is free like it doesn't cost to be a hater you know so there will always be the balance and you know some people just really deserve it like he's just gonna say that some people will be really out of pocket um yeah but like karma will get them exactly exactly maybe not in this lifetime but in another life Yep. Some, some way, somehow. Yep. Just know your ancestors are already like working preparing on for it. battle. Yeah. They might be already like fighting your battles on the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And you're like 
you don't even know it. Their ancestors yeah. may not even be ready to square up, and yours are. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, Steph, I think that we we touched on on the topics that we that were like at the center of our conversation. Our, our conversation. <laughs> it's been cool to you know get back on the mic and really like desarrollar some things you know mm-hmm. i don't know what, how you would lot, say that in english to unpack yeah something. how do you say this like, like desarrollar that. like um, unwind Release. unwind mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah. yeah yeah so we hope that you you know you learned some things about yourself give Leave yourself grace comments if yeah. you resonate if you're if you're also on this journey of healing or you know moving past being a hater let us know we really want to know or Um, like a tough emotion you know like like a tough emotion but thank you so mm -hmm. much for listening and sending lots of love to our listeners to whoever's tuning in like we appreciate you and Mm -hmm. um i hope you listen again yeah subscribe to us share it with a friend Tweet us, send us a DM about what emotion you're working through um, or text us because that also happens a lot too. Yes. But yeah, we love you guys. Sending you a big hug. Enjoy the time off and we'll see you soon. 